Hey there, it's Monday morning. I hope you're doing well today and had a great weekend. I know that I did. I enjoyed this weekend getting to worship with my friends and family at St. Matthew's. It was a joy to be with them Sunday morning, and I look forward to another uh, chance this coming Sunday to worship in person uh, at St. Matthew's. We also worship through our drive-in worship in our parking lot at 9 o'clock, and then, of course, our online services. And if you haven't if you have a chance to watch our online services, I would encourage you to watch them. They're on our website, uh, stmlive.org. You can, uh, I'm sorry, wrong. that's our old website. <laughs> I was, you know how you get a website in your head, you can't get it out? stm-umc.org backslash live. Uh, you can go there and watch our old, uh, our services uh, from previous weeks. Um, I'd encourage you to do that today. You can also podcast the sermons. Uh, lots of great resources to worship with us at St. Matthew's, no matter no matter where you find yourself. So that's stm-umc.org slash live. I would encourage you to do that. Uh, this week, um, I was trying to think about what I want, where I wanted to go each week. I kind of I kind of let like each week to have a theme, uh, either uh, the daily readings that are suggested or uh, a certain um, concept. You know, we've done Star Wars. We've done um, my favorite books. We've done my favorite hymns. Uh, favorite praise choruses. I I was thinking about something this week though that I really wanted to, to use as a resource. Um, some of you, this is going to make you really happy. Some of you have never heard of it before. This is the Cokesbury Worship Hymnal. Um, this is one of the this is one of the oldest hymnals, uh, mo oldest modern hymnals, I guess you could say that um, that that the Methodist Church has. I, I love the Cokesbury. Uh, in my ministry, this 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 one here. Uh, was published in, um, I'm going to guess this is a 38 edition. Let me see. Yep, 38. Um, this is a 1938 edition of the Cookbook Hymnal. I don't know if this one was actually itself published in 38, but it is possible. Um, it's an old uh, hymnal. Uh, love it. Um, this, my, many of my early churches had um, this as their only hymnal. Um, and uh, it, it has a lot of the older songs, some songs that I know very well, some songs that I don't know that well. But a lot of the hymns in this hymnal aren't found in any other hymnal. Uh, the words to these hymnals are, are the hymns in here, are, to me, are some of the best words uh, of any hymns that I've ever used. And like I said, some of these are very common songs that we'd all know. But others are songs that are unique to this hymnal and unique to this season of church life. And frankly, unique to our Wesleyan understanding of theology. Um, I, I, I think a lot about church and religion and theology, and I'm I'm so proud to be a Wesleyan. Uh, a Wesleyan uh, tries to unite. Uh, John Wesley was no saint, obviously. You just what read his life, but I really like the way he tried to combine um, evangelical uh, conversion along with social impact. And how we're supposed to love God with all that we are, and love our neighbor with all that we are, as Jesus taught us to do. But Wesley really believed in that, the importance of loving God completely, but in the same token, loving your neighbor completely. You can't separate those two things. If you if you love God with all that you are, you're going to love your neighbor with all that you are. You just you literally can't separate them two. They're so tied together. And so if I tell you that I love God, but I don't love my neighbor, then do I really love God? And I can't really love my neighbor though without loving God, because it's my love of God that allows me to love my neighbor, because my neighbor's imperfect. And if I'm not walking closer to God and allowing God to, to work on my life and change my life, then I'm not going to have the grace within me to love my neighbor. Um, that is one of, the, one of the bedrock philosophies of Wesleyan theology, why I'm a Wesleyan. And um, that's all over this hymnal, all over this hymnal. So the words here to me are some, some of my favorite 
favorite words. And so what we're going to do this week is we're going to look at some of these old hymns in the Cokesbury uh, that uh, especially are meaningful and reflect upon them. So today we're going to start out with, I don't know if it's my favorite one in the hymnal, but it's one of them. It's hymn 177. Um, Miss Mary Litton, who was my pianist at Litton United Methodist Church, loved this song. I'd never really heard it until I went to Litton years ago, back in 99. Uh, and this is one of the songs that she knew well and she played. And so it's always been a lot to me ever since then. And this song is 177 and it's entitled Others. I'm going to read the words to you. Listen to them. These words are awesome. Lord, help me live from day to day in such a self-forgetful way that even when I kneel to pray, my prayer shall be for others. And the chorus is, Others, Lord, yes, others, that this my motto be. Help me live for others that I may live for thee. I mean, come on, wasn't that what I, just, what I was telling you about? That combination of loving God and loving neighbor, that I live for others, and so when I live for others, I'm living for, for God. But because I live for God, I'm going to live for others. Help me in all the work I do to ever be sincere and true. And know that I know that all I do for you must needs be done for others. Let self be crucified and slain and buried deep. All in vain may efforts be to rise again unless I live for others. And when my work on earth is done and my new work in heaven's begun, May I forget the crown I've won while, sticky, while, while thinking still of others. This is a simple call for our faith to love others. Let self be crucified and slain and buried deep and all in vain. May effort be to rise again unless to live for others. Lord, help me live in a self-forgetful way that even when I kneel to pray, my prayer should be for others. One of the great lies of our culture, it's not just our culture in this moment, but it's really all of culture and all of history, is for us to focus upon ourselves first. That what I want or what I need or what I desire is most important. That's simply not true. Simply not true. If I can ever get to a place in my life where I think first of others, above myself, above my wants, above my desires, above what I want for myself. If I can ever in my life get to a place where I think first of others, then I truly believe at that moment that I'm truly living for God. But so often I think first of me and what I want, what I desire, and what, I, what I'd like. And that leads to a spiral of sin and selfishness. And frankly, if we're going to be honest, a spiral of unhappiness. Because living for ourselves first and, forth, first and foremost doesn't make us happy. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't fulfill us. It doesn't give us meaning and purpose. It, it really doesn't. Living for ourselves may look appealing and look like it's a path to live, but it's truly not. The only path that Jesus wants us to walk is to walk that path to live for others. As Jesus tells us in the Gospels, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. On this hinges the law and the prophets. In other, words, in other words, loving God with all that we are and loving our neighbor with all that we are. This is in James. Loving our neighbor is the keeping of the royal law. That's, that's, that's what the, keeping the law looks like is to love others. 
So ask, let me ask you a question. And that's why I love this song, because here's a song that calls us to love others first and foremost. It, it, Dr. Pollard, I've said this week before, Dr. Pollard used to be the pastor at First Baptist Jackson. Dr. Pollard said we get our theology from the prayers we pray, the scriptures we sing, the scriptures we read, and the, and the songs we sing. Does even our singing, our worship, is it focused on me or is it focused on others? It's focused on me or is it focused on God? How much of our life, how much of our life, how much of our thoughts, how much of our, even, even our spiritual life is focused on me first? Focus on what I want first. Focus on my desires first. Focus on my wants first. Focus on what I am wanting first. Not even what God's wanting, not what others are wanting or needing. What I want. That's not the path of Jesus, y'all. Path of this world. That's not the path of Jesus. And so often, our desires are in contrary to what God wants. And when my work on earth is done and my new work in heaven's begun, may I forget the crown I've won while thinking still of others. Today, may we think of others first. May we focus our eyes first and foremost on Jesus Christ and his call in our life. But may we think of others first. And if we live our lives in such a way where we're focused upon loving God and loving our neighbor with all that we are, we're going to find that we're fulfilled and we have purpose. But if we live our lives seeking our stuff first, we'll never be happy. Living for Jesus, living for others, that's the path of life. So today, may that be our path is that we think first of others. Hey, love you guys. Praying for you today. Hope you have a great day. And join us this week as we dig into the good old Cokesbury hymnal. Hope you have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Love you.